Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And we have a, another returning guest today who first appeared in November 2021. Um, so probably eight or nine months ago, which was episode 189. So Alistair McIntyre, who's the CEO of Altiplano Metals, who are part of a metals uh, group of companies focused on expanding, acquiring and developing cash flowing near-term um, copper, gold, and silver assets. Um, Alice is a geologist, uh, uh, has a geologist, sorry, geology and finance background um, with over 30 years of uh, experience as a leader and senior advisor in the metals, um, banking, capital market, markets, physical and derivative metals, trading, and gold refining uh, space. So he's pretty well versed in the, in the mining industry. Um, and he's here to explain, give us an update on the uh, on the company um, and what they've been up to. So that's welcome, Alistair, to the podcast. How you doing, Alistair? I'm well, thanks, Rob. You're, you're surviving a bit of humidity in England at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't really say it. You wouldn't really say the UK has much humidity, but I think this week um, is a little bit hot. So I've got a couple of doors closed, but the windows open, but it's not making much difference. Yeah. But anyway, we will survive. Um so yeah, as I as I alluded to, you were on the podcast uh, last November, uh, which was twenty one episode one hundred eighty nine. So for those that didn't listen to it, and I appreciate if you can go back and listen to that episode after listening to this episode. Um, why don't you just give us a brief overview of your um, background? Yeah, well, thanks, Rob. Um, you know, from the company perspective, uh, Altiplano, basically, as you mentioned, your focuses on near term cash flow projects. Um, we're interested in sort of the copper, gold, uh, silver market. We're part of the metals group, and metals groups are collective individuals who've been involved in the market for some period of time with with great uh, levels of success and uh, opportunity reach into the market. So that helps in terms of our, our business in general, in terms of of our reach. Um, the company itself, basically, you know, we've been focusing, as we mentioned, on cash flowing assets, uh, but also from the point of view that investors are looking for upside. In any sort of company with respect to their production profile or cash flowing profile, they want to see you know growth in companies. So we also focus on exploration projects and uh, you know something of uh, sizable scale, district plays, discovery potential. So we package that up as something a little bit different that we see you know with respect to our competitors. So we look at cash flow, you can use that cash flow to to generate returns, of course, but also reinvest into the company with respect to exploration projects, developing current assets. And uh, building infrastructure, and uh, particularly as we've done recently at Del Pignon, we've built a uh, processing facility to support our project at uh, at Ferion, which is a copper, gold, and iron project. Um, why don't you just give us an update from our our last uh, last chat, which was like I said eight eight nine months ago or so, um, and obviously remind us um, how I suppose how you differ from other junior miners in the space. Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's been been a challenging uh, number of months, as we all know, with respect to COVID. Um, you know, COVID aside, uh, we're seeing a lot of issues with respect to supply chain issues and getting uh, labor forces uh, mobilized and organized 
And uh, you know, we've been building a, a processing plant in our last conversation. We perhaps around that time had just received our approval to to complete or begin a construction. So you know, those those issues aside, um, we were able to to work through. Uh, we just recently announced a couple of weeks ago that we've. We've commissioned a um, uh, operation at uh, at El Peñon, so that that facility will will be a flotation and magnetic separator, and uh, that generates the ability to produce a copper gold concentrate and separately a magnetic uh, concentrate of of iron that we basically will have a secondary income stream from. So apart from the commercial side, you know, this mill is a very interesting uh, project. Uh, we've basically put a lot of thought into this uh, facility and we've uh, essentially become one of the first in a small scale mining space to use what we're looking at on the magnetic separation and also from a dewatering perspective. So this does two very important things from an environmental perspective. It uh, reduces our total tails output because we captured that metal. We use a dry process in terms of our uh, tailings output. So we don't need a conventional tailings dam. We produce a dry tail. So reduces water by 75%, very important in Chile. And we reduce our, our tailings output by 40 something percent. So that all packaged up, you know, we, we see it as important, uh, you know, to reduce our footprint in, in, our, in our mining operation. So that's one of the big things that we've looked at in terms of Ferion and at uh, Memory Lisa, pardon me, um, El Pinon, which is our processing plant. So I can jump on to some of our operating things, uh, uh, probably other other uh, projects, but uh, th that's a bit of a summary in terms of our last couple of months. Yeah. Um, obviously, you mentioned um, about building a process plant. What are some of the supply chain issues or challenges that you have faced that you probably wouldn't have done in a different era? Yeah, well, you know, just things that um, that every country has experienced. I mean, we were fortunate there wasn't anything, I'll use the words, catastrophic. Traffic. And, and then there are industries where they did have shutdowns and, and couldn't move forward because either the countries are shut down, industries are shut down. But Chile was was very, um, I'll use the words, uh, entrepreneurial, kept things moving. Perhaps they did close borders, et cetera, as many countries did. But, you know, we were able to move through in terms of getting our equipment in, uh, organized, uh, put it on the plant and, and built. But you know, there's just that sort of small issues about, you know, having labor forces um, being available um, on 100% basis because of either somebody has an illness or there is um, a uh, reorganization of schedules or people aren't available. So there was, you know, a little bit of um, issue around there. You know, some things, you know, had a little bit longer time through permitting. Some things had a little longer time through getting pushed through customs because, all these organizations were, were working at 100% capacity. So it was, you know, to, to be honest, Rob, it was more of an aggravation than a setback. And that aggravation basically is just that sort of thing that everybody experienced uh, during COVID. And, you know, fortunately, we were able to get things done, perhaps a little bit behind schedule in terms of timeline. But you know what? In the big picture, I think uh, we've done uh, very well with respect to getting uh, that facility to the position that we're in now. Um wonder if you then obviously tell us a little bit about the progress of your uh, second development or second asset, uh, Maria Luisa. Yeah, um, and and uh, you know this is part of our focus with respect to having you know um, a portfolio or a number of um, cash flowing, producing, um, revenue generating projects. And Maria Luisa is a, a former producer, um, copper, primarily of gold, primarily, and and copper. Um, about 120 kilometers uh, north of us from from um, Los Reno or from Ferion, I should say. 
And uh, you know, we've worked on this project for a couple of years. We previously drilled it you know, back in 2017. Um, it is a historical producer. It, it uh, had good grades in the order of you know 6.9 grams per ton uh, gold, and also about 1.9% copper. Um, so we've looked at um, you know areas that we see as opportunity to to get underground, extract material, and sell it uh, to earn a, an, an income. And that's what we're looking at now. We've developed this decline. Uh, we're at about 300 and something meters, 310 meters of a target of say 330 meters. We, we see two um, productive types of vein structures that uh, carry gold and copper. Um, we've been drilling in advance to very similar to what we did at Ferion to see where our sort of grade control and, and understand where those uh, mineral systems are, 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 will be intersected. So we're close to that point where we can now begin using uh, cross cuts to move into that sort of mineralized zone and getting under some of those historical workings and then begin, you know, driving subdrifts in the uh, two different directions uh, along these two vein structures to, again, capture this material and, and, and send it uh, out for, for sale. Um, what do you think about the sort of current market conditions um, and the prospect for metal prices. Obviously, everything seems to be uh, pretty much down at the moment. Um, yeah. How do you see that developing uh, through the course of this year going into next year? Well, you know, certainly to, to use a sort of cliche, it's a bit of a firestorm with respect to what's happening in the, in the broader market. You know, we're seeing sell-off at the S&P and the NASDAQ level. Um, liquidity is... Um, uh, not so much of a concern as we saw, say, in 2018, pardon me, 2008, you know, where the GFC was kind of driven by liquidity issues. And that we're, we're seeing now, basically, it's, it's a situation about growth. The growth prospects are, are showing or, or expected to decline. And why they expected to decline is mainly because, of course, we're seeing this uh, growth in, in interest rates and growth in inflation, et cetera. But look, this is something that we've seen with respect to a little bit of flip-flop and, and a misread of the markets. The beginning of the pandemic, if you recall, in March 2020, everybody expected the, you know, the world to go into recession and basically prices were down across the board. And, and how long was it within the next couple of uh, weeks to months where there was pretty good macro stimulus and prices were inflated and all metal prices rose, equity prices rose, historical highs? And now we're seeing situations where, oh, goodness me, we were seeing a bit of inflation and inflation pressures, you know, puts pressures on metal prices, puts pressures on stocks. So we're seeing basically people's view that, you know, we're now seeing that we will have a continuing protracted uh, gro um, decline in growth and, and potentially go into recessions. Now, do you believe all that? It's it's hard to say because I think much of the uh, inflationary pressures are localized and 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 part of some of the things that we saw in Chile with respect to just those supply chain issues. And uh, it's not 100% driven by by you know uh, supply and demand uh, consideration that you would normally see from a recession point of view. So the long answer to that particular question is that you know I see that this will be a balance. That you know sure there are things that have created. Uh, higher interest rates and higher inflationary pressures, but not to the extent that the market sees it. And so that sort of cliche of Dr. Copper, I think he may be the guy who needs to see the doctor, because I think in general that we'll see a turnaround with respect to inflationary and interest rate growth that will not necessarily meet markets' expectations. And therefore, well, again, we'll have a reset with respect to equities, bonds, and metals market. Um, investors, if investors were looking to um, invest in as a play, no, 
Um, I wonder if you just tell us, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and also, I suppose, the management team, because I think a lot of investors, obviously, there's certain criteria that people will look at if they're going to invest in a company, whether that's commodity jurisdiction. And I think man, the, the, the management team is something that I always hear um, that is key to someone investing in a company. So I just want to just tell us about, about yourself and about your management team. Yeah, well, uh, very important, you know, for th- those investing in companies, whether it's in metals group, preparing metals companies or in, uh, in pharmaceuticals or any industry, you, you need to basically ensure that uh, who you're investing in has the talent and the expertise and the skills to be able to, to face and manage all the problems and be able to grow that company. And, you know, as, as part of metals group, um, as mentioned, you know, collection of individuals who've been around for a long time. John Williams, as part of the founder, has been involved in 20, 25 public companies, has had numerous successes with respect to bringing uh, value to companies and, uh, and, and selling them to majors. Um, the number of companies they're working on now, as an example, Benchmark as a, as a project in uh, the Golden uh, Horseshoe BC, and uh, that could, you know, potentially be Canada's next producer because it's done you know significant work it's you know, kind of at PEA stage um, developed you know close to four million um, ounces uh, mostly in the uh, m and m and uh, category so this is something that you know this is what investors look for is that the management teams now focus a little bit there on metals group but but you know from my perspective in Alta Plana we also have a good team a strong in, in country uh, team that manages our issues in terms of permitting getting projects done getting acquisitions um, my background, uh, as mentioned, was uh, started out as a geologist, uh, worked um, in, in gold refinery for a bunch of years, and uh, but spent most of my sort of middle career as in the capital markets, working for banks in Toronto, New York, Sydney, and Hong Kong. You know, focusing on the producers in the uh, in the West and the consumers in the East. You know, the first person basically set up gold trading in China, and uh, did a lot of work with the Hong Kong Stock Exchange from the IPO uh, perspective and monetizing assets out of China and. Into Hong Kong Exchange and also supported them in their acquisition of the uh, London Metals Exchange. So my background, you know, focusing on capital markets and technical uh, background and support from the Metals Group side and our our group in terms of Chile and our ability to bring projects to into cash flowing situations and 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 acquiring projects and growing the company, I think is something that investors should should take note of and. And see that we basically have had, you know, significant experiences and and uh, and wins within our careers. Yeah, um, I've got a couple more questions. Um, so, what's the outlook over the next sort of six to twelve months for the company? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we we've hit some some considerable milestones that, um, you know, essentially we've begun our operations at uh, at El Pinon. We'll, we'll benefit from that uh, situation of being able to reduce costs from a tracking point of view and our processing. Being able to capture more payable metals, but Ferion is going very well. We're seeing good grades at depth. We've done drilling, you know, last year to identify that the vein structure continues along depth and um, a primary long strike and at depth. And uh, we've just, you know, as as of today, um, you know, put out a news release that we've extended our development to the three five two level. And from that perspective, you know, we're showing that uh, the project is sustainable. We're focusing on our great control and, and being able to manage uh, different uh, phases to be able to, to continue operations and, you know, send our material to the Opinion facility. So, you know, those are sort of situations that have done well. Um, we basically also began our operations, uh, well, should begin our operations very soon in Mary Louisa. 
And uh, as I mentioned, this is a good gold copper uh, project, and we expect to you know generate some cash from this uh, operation soon. We're also doing you know a significant amount of exploration work on the project. Um, we we do see opportunity to go underground at different locations also on the project. There are a number of other call it edits that we've uh, been underground and sampling and, and had you know good grades there in the, in the upwards of sort of eight 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 grams of gold also. So that's something that we look at as I'll use the words good success, but also focusing on an exploration project in the Maracunga. Maracunga is one of Chile's most identifiable gold camps. Um, Pastillas is next to Kinross, it's next to Hostel, it's next to Rio 2, it's next to Yumana. Um, so these, this is sort of good real estate and uh, our early work that we've done there in terms of mapping and, and some early geochem and some previous uh, uh, high-level geophysics have shown some great alteration, sort of steam-heated evidence on surface, uh, some great pictures, you know, go to the website and look at uh, Pasti as a very, very interesting uh, project in the high Andes. And so, yes, that's something that we will look to spend a bit of time on. And right now we're just in that outside of the Chilean field season and that will reopen in, in October. We've basically um, purchased our own drill that we've been using to drill underground at, at uh, Ferio. We've been using it to drill underground now at Mary Luisa. And that's something we can take to Pastillas and, and quickly drill. So that's kind of the company in, in a nutshell, but from the perspective and, and my background and my interests is to, is to grow the company. So we're constantly looking at uh, acquisitions. Maybe this is something that's a bit of a challenge in terms of the timing with respect to markets, but you know what? M&A comes at a good time when, when uh, prices are depressed. And so we can, uh, we can look at a lot of opportunities and focusing on, again, additional cash flowing projects and you know, providing upside with respect to good, sizable discovery style exploration place. Um, and as a conclusion, just wonder if there was anything else you would like to add or anything else you want to tell our audience who obviously are all around the world. Um, just wonder if you had any final thoughts. No, I, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to chat, Rob, and, and get an opportunity to, you know, put uh, um, information out on, on Altoplano and, and, and have investors, you know, put a face to, to the CEO and management of the company as well. Um, you know, we, we basically are, you know, in, in very sort of challenging times. Uh, but, you know, this is the mining industry. Of course, you get a lot of volatility, you get a lot of ups and downs within the industry, but it's always generally very value focused. And, you know, from our perspective, you know, we're, we're seeing opportunity here to, to grow the business. And uh, what's a very, again, unique about our, our company in the sense that look, we're not uh, out there <clears throat> just, uh, you know, drilling holes, getting some results, raising some money, going back out, drill some holes. Hopefully those results are better, raise some more money. And we're actually doing things. You know, we're, we're a company that basically has underground operating assets that produce cash that we can use to reinvest. And that's you know typically looked at as a non uh, less dilutive uh, model than having to depend on the capital markets you know to to ensure that you continue you know, having your lights on. So from our point of view, we see ourselves a little bit different that way. That we you know we can use these uh, these cash flowing assets to support our business and and find you know something to be able to to grow our company to a more sizable scale and. And also looking at it from the perspective of growing market cap, you know, got to start somewhere. And that's where I think we, we see that there's a good opportunity here to be a bit unique in the market to, to generate cash and uh, provide our, our shareholders some good upside with respect to expiration. Good to hear. Alistair, really appreciate your time again. Um, in obviously, give us an update on the company and um, wondered if 
our if our audience obviously has any questions how that how they can go about uh contacting you or find out inf- more information um and what social media platforms are you on yeah well certainly you know the number one thing that people can easily do is just go to our website and uh, you can see contact details there go to go to any, any news release and you can see also contact details um we're also on on twitter and uh and and linkedin um both from my perspective, personal account, I'm very active, and, and also our APN um, LinkedIn is, is very informative uh, in terms of the information that we provide. And I was just recently in Chile uh, about three weeks ago, so it's a good opportunity to, to see uh, where we've had progress since my last visit, say, just a few months ago also. And, uh, you know, there's some good information and some good photos and some good uh, good media that uh, that people can see what, uh, what we've been up to. Again, you know, we're we're a busy company. We're doing lots of things. We're not waiting for the markets to turn around so we can basically, you know, change our business plan. We're busy. We're and, and you can see that through our social media and you can see that on our website. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. Um, thank you very much again in uh sharing your uh sharing your um journey. Um obviously wish you well for the future uh, and perhaps an update uh, later this year or beginning part of next year. Uh, be appreciated. Um Thank you, audience, for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, again, another another company, another guest that we should uh, that we should follow. They're doing a lot of work, and obviously in Chile. Um, and I think it's it's of interest to uh, to follow follow um, their their projects that they're getting involved in. Um, so appreciate if you can share this episode amongst friends, family, um, others in the industry around the world um, to share knowledge. Uh, especially around mining in Chile uh, and what Outer Plano are, are doing as well. So appreciate your time. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.